0: if we began drawing them out early. Uh, The two things to research for, you you can get it out. Uh, The two ways to do it that I'm aware of right now, uh, well, actually three ways. Number one, take it out, pay the penalty. Uh, Number two, uh, do a Roth conversion ladder. And number three, use the rules of IRS uh, code section 72T and have a series of substantially equal payments for your life expectancy, and we'll cover those in just a minute. So let's talk about how I would think through this situation. Uh, and I made up five plans right off the top of my head and I, and I, to show you all the variables that you could uh, factor into your financial plan. And you'll notice that there, I, the five is an arbitrary number. I just said, I'll make a list of five, and so I made a list of five. Okay, so here are five financial plans that I made up right off the top of my head, and all five of them work for you to retire today. None of them work for you to retire today, spend $60,000 for your life expectancy, which is over 60 years, based upon a conservatively managed portfolio of mutual funds. But hear me out. Okay, so plan number one, by the way, and again, uh, I'm using these to, to kind of get your creative juices gl- flowing and show you how all the stuff that I've talked about so far works together. Number one, you quit working, your wife continues working, and you stay at home with your kids. She, you know, you said she would like to come home with the kids, but let's just assume she doesn't hate her job as much as you do. You despise your job, you quit. Your wife continues working. You stay at home with your kid. She works four days a week. You guys spend fifty thousand dollars a year. Your wife makes ninety five, and I took and I said sixty, and I'm assuming you're at home, so you can cut out the fourteen grand of uh, of uh, childcare expenses. So you could actually go from sixty thousand current expenses to forty six that. For, yeah, 46,000 of current expenses. Let's just say you spend 50 grand. Your wife earns $95,000. Okay, so I guess I have a girl going back to a five day um, work week. She goes back to a five day work week and she earns $95,000. You have $640,000 in your retirement accounts. Let's assume your real estate investment in the apartment complex in Memphis goes belly up and you're swindled out of all your money just for the sake of this example. I don't think that'll happen. Hopefully not. But let's say you have $640,000. So you'll keep your $75,000 of cash just either in reserve or you use it to fund your side projects that you are doing for fun. Your wife funds a 401k with $17,500, maxing it out, each year going forward, and you spend $50,000 from her income on your expenses, and then you lose the rest of her salary to taxes. So let's say she makes ninety five minus 17500 for the 401k contribution is $77,500 left over. You guys pay $22,500 in employment and income taxes or just miscellaneous spending, and you're left over with 50000 bucks. Now, that's not a precise tax number. Uh, it's actually pretty high. You could do a lot better than that. It wouldn't be nearly that much, but I'm just using this as a teaching example. So let's use the 4% rule and solve for how long it would take to achieve a lump sum of $5 million. And the reason I chose the $5 million is because that's the number that you said you would want to solve for at a 4% rule. So five million dollars, 4% of $5 million is $200,000 of income. So if you had a $5 million portfolio, you would be able to take a $200,000 distribution from that. Now, for the sake of simplicity, let's ignore the necessary inflation calculations. So here's what you need to do. Punch this into a financial calculator. Punch in future value, $5 million. $5 million, future value. Present value, $640,000. Put that in as a negative number to get your calculator to work properly. PV, $640,000. Let's let's make up an interest rate to use. I'm going to use a 7% interest rate. Now, is this conservative? Is this aggressive? Let's pretend that over time we're going to get a 10% average return, and I'm going to take off a 3% um, inflation number off of that without doing a proper inflation-adjusted calculation. I'm just going to use 7 And let's put in 7 as our interest rate. If you want to use a number, stick another number in for your I, for your your interest rate on your financial calculator. And then let's put in an annual payment of $17,500. Type in $17,500, change the sign to a negative, and then click the little solve button, and you're going to solve for N in this case. And we're going to figure out how many years does it take us to achieve a $5 million portfolio under the scenario that I illustrated. Under this calculation, the N, the number of years, is 26. So that would put her at age 61. And this ignores any money that you earn to live on and invest in addition to that. So this would be one example to show you that you don't have to do one thing or the, ra- or the other. You would start with saying, I want $5 million of investment capital, and that's my target goal. I don't want to work my job. My wife wants to work. She likes her job. And so you stay home. She just puts 17500 bucks in the 401k. And because you already have $640,000 in retirement accounts, you've got that $5 million portfolio in 26 years when she's age 61. Now, I, I ignored in that example uh, your real estate. and I ignored uh, your, the equity in your house. So is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Just showing you how some numbers can work. It's not either or. So that's scenario one. You quit working. Your wife continues working. You stay at home with the kids. You guys spend 50 grand, and you still wind up with your $5 bucks. It takes you 26 years, though. What about scenario two that I made up off the top of my head? You both quit working your jobs, but you replace your bare necessities with work, and you don't save any money. So here's what I mean. Let's say that you quit working the jobs that you currently currently are working, but let's assume that with some kind of part-time work, maybe a bartender, that would be a good thought if you like doing that, you make just enough money to cover your living expenses of $50,000 a year. And you simply decide to become comfortable with the fact that you don't need to accumulate more money for retirement other than what you have and let it grow over time. And by retirement, I'm talking about a traditional traditional age 65 type retirement. Now, bartender, could you make $50,000 a year as a bartender, especially if some of that money is in tips? And although technically you need to declare it and pay your taxes on it, I would say 98% of bartenders don't. I think you could. Uh, Would it be a good idea? That's up to you. be careful about that. It's hard for me to imagine that being a healthy lifestyle, but hey, you, you do what you do what makes you what what what's right for you. But whether that means your wife works part time and she makes two thousand a month, and you work part time and you make two thousand a month, some way you come up with fifty grand. So let's do a calculation and let's figure out how much would your current assets grow and be worth at the age of sixty five without making any further contributions. So let's mix up my numbers a little bit. Let's assume now that we're going to use your $815,000 in investable assets. So I'm going to bring in, and I'm going to assume you invest your $75,000 of cash, and I'm going to assume you invest $100,000 in real estate. So you stop today. You stop working at thirty five, dollars but you keep the $815,000 invested at the 7% rate of return. So pull out your financial calculator. Go online. You could do this online. Find one for free. $815,000. Stick this in as your present value. Change the sign to a minus. Put it in PV. I is going to be 7. 30 is going to be the N because you're 30 years old, and you're going to do this to, excuse me, you're 35, and we're going to give this to the age of 65. And your payment is going to be zero because you're not making any further contributions to the account. Well, at age 65, under this scenario, you now have $6 million Two hundred and three thousand nine hundred eighty-seven dollars and eighty-six cents. It's a lot of money. A lot of money. So if you, you so this would be a very easy scenario for you to do. You guys just decide we don't need to earn this two hundred thousand dollars so we can see, keep saving all this money. Let's just earn just enough to make our lifestyle, just enough to pay our bills, and let's keep this money invested. You've got six million bucks. It's a lot of money. So you should feel okay with that. You've done an amazing job at accumulating capital at your age. That is awesome. Scenario number three. Let's pretend that you and your wife decide that neither of you wants to work for income while your kids are young. And you just are hopelessly inept at investing, in period. In fact, you can't even do the simplest thing when it comes to investing. So you keep all your money in cash and you just spend it all little by little. I, I know that I'm, this is a straw man. Uh You just take it all as cash and you spend it little by little. Well, let's run the calculation. You have $815,000 and you spend $50,000 per year. Divide those numbers in. What do you wind up with? 16.3. So with zero investment return. And also ignoring any no inflation growth, no no increase to keep pace with inflation, just a flat fifty grand a year, you have sixteen point three years to spend all your money. So you could spend, you could stop today, and you could spend all your money over the next sixteen point three years, and then you can have that long to build up a business that will make you some money. Now, is that one a real scenario? No, obviously not. I just wanted to prove to you that to, that if you think of this money as I've got to earn passive income off of this money for the rest of my life to cover a 60-year retirement from mutual funds, uh, that's dangerous. You can't do it. But if you think of the fact that you've got 16 years of buffer— To build up other sources of income, whether it's again part-time job, consulting, something like that, then you could uh, you could do that. And by the way, don't worry, I'm not going to I'm not going to I am going to run a scenario where you completely quit. Now, let's go on to scenario number four. Let's just let's just assume, as an example, that you and your wife decide that you both want to go out and travel. You mentioned travel in your email that that would be fun. You say maybe you are you would like to do slow travel. So, let's pretend that you figure out that you can travel happily around the United States in a motorhome on $3,000 of monthly uh, of monthly income. Well, let's let's make up a scenario. Let's say that you both work for the next year just like you are now and you save all you can and you because you're focusing on your savings you manage to save an additional $100,000 of cash on top of what you, of the 75,000 of cash that you have right now so this leaves you with $175,000 in cash saved you clean up your house you spruce it up you paint it and you put in a new carpet and you get your house in Pittsburgh ready to rent out you spend $75,000 of cash on a rig to go around the the country in. Maybe you buy a a fifth wheel and a and a pickup truck or or something like that. You spend 70 so I give you a budget of 75,000 bucks to get a nice big fancy rig that you like spending time in. Now I don't know what houses rent for in your area, but where I live, uh, a house valued at 140,000 would rent out for eh, Maybe fifteen to eighteen hundred a month. Uh, would depend a lot where I live on the neighborhood, uh, obviously as it does everywhere. But let's call it fifteen to eighteen hundred dollars a month. Let's assume for you that you can clear twelve hundred dollars per month in your area after expenses. So. Just as a, if if your number is different, plug in the right number. Let's say that your apartment investment in your shares of the apartment complex, let's assume that that is earning you $800 per month. You said it could earn between $500 to maybe as much as $1,200 in the future. So I split the difference at $800 per month. So now you have $2,000 per month of income and you have $100,000 of cash in the bank. And you didn't have to touch any of your retirement accounts. And those can just sit there and accrue over time. And remember the calculation that we did earlier? You have $640,000 in retirement accounts. Well, let's rerun that calculation, and let's see what that would be worth with no distributions. So let's put in $640,000, change the sign to the negative, minus $640,000 is our present value, 30 as our N, 0 as our payment, Seven as our interest, and the future value of that account at the age of 65 would be $4,871,000. So we've got $1,200 from you renting your house out. You're living in an RV, traveling around the country. You got $800 coming in from your investment account. You know that you're going to have, ah, let's call it, 4 to $5 million in your retirement accounts at age 65, and you still have $100,000 in the bank, and you need to make up a $1,000 a month shortfall. So you have 100 months, which would be 8.33 years of income sitting in that bank account to cover the additional $1,000 a month that you need. So you've got 8.33 years to figure out a way to earn $1,000 a month from your consulting or your online business or your blog, or you know maybe you need to set up in Mexico and tent bar at some bar in Mexico for four months during the winter, and that's what funds your, uh, funds your lifestyle. How do you live on three thousand dollars a month? Well, maybe you set up residence in a no income tax state instead of Pennsylvania. That'll save you a bunch of money. Uh, maybe you set up your residence in a place where insurance costs are low. Maybe you go live abroad. You know, you could go live in Spain for you know three thousand bucks a month. You could live in Mexico. I mean, maybe you need four or five. I, I don't know. You take these ideas and you run with them and design them for yourself. But this would be one way that you, one thing that you could do. You could rent out your house. You could take that real estate and make up a little bit of the difference and keep that retirement portfolio growing for your future big big boy retirement, so to speak, when you all of a sudden start spending your $5 million at age 65. Scenario number five, let's say that you just decide you do like real estate. It's okay if you don't. I am personally I like how it works, but I don't really want to do it every day. Uh, let's say you do like investing in real estate. So let's say you take all of your assets— And you start buying rental houses. And let's assume that you pay cash for all of them. Eliminates all your risk, lowers your returns because you you, you can't take advantage of any leverage. But man, you don't have a thing to worry about. Life is good when you're in a low-risk situation. So you buy 10 houses for $100,000 each. You take the money that's in your, your your retirement accounts, you move it into a self-directed IRA, and you use that self-directed IRA to buy real estate. It's a little bit complicated to do, but you can do it. Um, maybe you net, let's say that each of your houses is $100,000. Maybe at a $100,000 price level, you net, call it $800 a month for each of your houses. I think that's pretty conservative. I think that's really conservative, by the way, but let's just say that. Well, $800 a month times 10 would be $8,000 per month of income. $8,000 of monthly income times 12 would be $96,000. So now under that magic, you know, uh, the magic hat that I just waved there, you now have $96,000 of income on a portfolio of rental properties that's going to be paying you income for the rest of your life, and maybe the portfolio would grow. And uh, you know, you can live on 50, and you can save another $40,000 a year. Now, is that accurate or realistic? I, I don't know. you got to research your your market. Every market is different. There are markets at which that would be low, and there are markets at which, at which that would be high. I'm just trying to get you uh, uh, thinking about it. Now, obviously, some of that money is stuck in an IRA, because you have a self-directed IRA, so you have to get it out. Um, so I'll tell you what, let's, let's make up plan number six. And plan number six is, is actually number three, where I said you didn't invest any money and you had uh, 16 years to spend all your money because it's sitting in cash. That's, that's not really a strategy. So let's blank up plan number six. So let's say you retire now, today. And you plan on withdrawing 4% of your portfolio from mutual funds. And you are okay with cutting your expenses to that level today. And you don't worry about any future earnings or projects. You don't worry about any future money that you can that you can have come in. Now, is the four percent going to last you for sixty years? <sighs> I'd be uncomfortable with that. Um, but I think you've got enough of a margin of safety of the fact that you do have future earnings and you do have future projects. So let's just go through it as a thought experience, as a, excuse me, as a thought experiment, uh, and let's let's just play and see how this would let's see how this would happen. So let's assume that we're going to use all your money now. We're going to roll your real estate money back into mutual funds, and we're going to use this 4% rule. And so now you've got $815,000 of investment capital, and you're living in a paid-off house. So let's assume that you're going to live on 4% of your asset base. Well, $815,000 times 4%, that equals $32,600 annually. So you're currently spending sixty thousand dollars, but fourteen thousand of that. So we got to live on that money. You're spending sixteen thousand, but fourteen of that is childcare. So you fire and you fire your nanny, so that drops you down to forty six thousand dollars of expenses. What else could we do? Well, you got three cars. And so maybe because of the fact that you and your wife are both at home, maybe you can live on one car. My wife and I do. We have one car. it's the best thing that ever happened. I hate dealing with car repairs and fixing them and changing the oil and the stupid wiper blades. So having one is great. If I could have zero, I would. Uh, I haven't figured that one out yet. I'm still working on it. But So let's say you sell two of your cars, which probably conservatively... Let's say it drops out $6,000 of annual expenses, whether that's between car insurance, car repairs, fuel. It's hard for me to imagine that operating a vehicle is much less than $250 a month when you count in all expenses. It's much less than $250 a month when you count in just insurance and maybe gas. But let's just say that cuts out $500 a month of expenses. You're not, neither of you has a commute. You don't need those two cars. You, you, you can drop the insurance on your third car down to you know, 4,000 miles a year. Well, that cuts $6,000 out of your budget. So now we're down to $40,000 of spent expenses. Remember we started with your 60, I dropped off your nanny and 5 th- and $6,000 of annual car expenses. We're down to 40 grand. Uh Well, you're both done working at this point, so maybe you could cut out. Let's say that we could lower your expenses and get rid of ten dollars of daily work expenses for each of you. Now, you said in your in your comment that it's really not a big deal for you. You don't eat out a lot. Uh, In a in in a part of your email that I didn't read up front, you said you know I eat at Chipotle, not at uh, expensive places. But let's assume that whether it's your you know the, the 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 seven dollar burrito bowl at Chipotle. Whether it's the cost of whatever clothing you need for work that you can't get at Goodwill, you know you can't wear ripped jeans with paint spatters on them that you got out of the dumpster. Whether it's the amortized amortized cost of the clothing, maybe any uh, convenience food or eating out that you and your wife do because you're just tired at the end of the day working the jobs that that drain you. You can maybe it's Kindle purchases that you make uh, because you don't have time to go to the library. Maybe it's accountant fees that you pay because because you don't have time to do your own taxes or investment advisor fees that you pay because you don't have time to learn about investing. Let's just assume that you can cut $10 a day out for each of you. $10 a day at 200 working days per year times two, that would be $4,000 of work-related expenses. Now, you got to do your cash flow statement very, very carefully because you may not spend $4,000 a year on work-related expenses. You may not. But the answer, the way that you answer that that charge is, you go look at your actual expenses and you say, "I spent three thousand four hundred and twenty-three dollars last year." Well, guess what? Your working is not that expensive, or it may be. So you got to look at your actual numbers. So I cut out four thousand dollars of work-related expenses. Now you're down to thirty-six k. Maybe you can get rid of, I don't know. Let's you get rid of a cell phone. Uh, for for and you and your wife share a cell phone, and your, your bills are a hundred bucks a month that saves you twelve hundred dollars a year. We're down to thirty five thousand eight hundred dollars now. Well, I got to get you down to thirty two thousand six hundred, and I'm thirty two hundred dollars short. Uh, without knowing every detail of your budget, you know, I don't know. Where, I'm going to stop there. I, I don't know where to cut the thirty two hundred, but there's probably somewhere you could cut it, or maybe there's not, and you don't want to cut it. So we just adjust our plan. So maybe the $46,000 of annual expenses assumes a flat spending number for the rest of our life, because that's what the 4% would, would would say, and we're ignoring future Social Security income. So maybe I just need that $46,000 number off the portfolio from 35 to, to let's say, 60, let's go to 65 or 67, whatever your full retirement age, uh, let's say 65 for easy numbers. And then from 65 to 90, I can count on, uh dollars 2000 something like that of social security income. Well, now let me tweak the portfolio. Or maybe we could address that and tweak our expectations and say, you know what, I got an 8-month old son. I'm going to spend more money now, we're active, and later I'm going to spend less money. So right now I'm going to spend 40,000, but later I'm going to be okay with dropping that to $2,000 a month cuz I just don't want to work. Um y- you know, maybe you can uh, again, like i said cut expenses you can you can Use the extra time that you have now to manage your investments or, or or manage your own real estate and save those fees, or maybe you just need to work and earn an extra thirty two hundred dollars. So, whether that's building birdhouses in your garage and selling them at a flea flea market, or you know giving speeches to engineers at how to make you know how to retire early based upon what you did, uh, maybe you rent your house out in Pennsylvania for fifteen hundred dollars a month and you move into a two bedroom condo somewhere in Texas or uh, in Maine or in uh, Seattle or or rural Pennsylvania for $1,000 a month. And so now you've got an extra $6,000 of free annual cash flow from the difference there, and I I hit my $3,200 number. So hopefully that helps. I know I'm I'm throwing a lot of information at you, but this is how, in in my opinion, this is how you think. This is how you need to think, is you need to figure out what plan works for me? And you, once you recognize that you could do any or all of these plans or you can mix and match and custom mix, dude, you got a million bucks. It's a lot of money. But I still, if you're sitting in my office and saying, I to live on this million dollars and I got to cover the $60,000 income for the rest of my life, I'm saying, no, I can't guarantee it. I can't in good conscience face the risk of you sitting there and saying, I don't have the money. This 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 month this year doesn't work, so if I were your financial, I'd say no. But that doesn't mean you can't retire. It just means you got to work on the plan and you got to know what you want. You know, I don't. Maybe maybe the thought of living in an RV and traveling around the country is awesome and it's your life's dream. And maybe you say that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I want to sit at home and play in my bedroom on my computer and and model computer programs. I don't know. Maybe you want to go and. Pack your kid up, and you guys want to go backpack in Inner Mongolia, and you only and you need two thousand dollars a month. Like th- that's where uh, that's where you got to get into it, you know, with your, with your advi- with a good plan, a good, good good advisor, and, and kind of figure it out. Now I want to answer your question as far as how to get money out of those retirement accounts, and then we're done. Uh, and I hope that this was helpful. I'm trying to have it was a fun qu- it was a fun scenario for me to think through, and I'm hoping that the way that I'm answering it is is interesting and helpful to you. How do you get your money out of that account? of your retirement accounts if you need it before 65. Like I said, there are, th- there are really two major ways. There is a third way. The third way, let's just say it's way number one.